Welcome to another episode of It's a Long Beach Thing, where we bring on guests and we talk about this beautiful city we call Long Beach. And now, here's your host, motivational coach, Paul Fortune. Welcome to another episode of It's a Long Beach Thing. Be sure to subscribe to your favorite podcast platform and like us on Facebook on It's a Long Beach Thing. We have a great show for you today. We have my friend, Mike Adams. Mike, how are you today? Hey, I'm good, Paul. How are, how are you doing? Good, good. I'm glad to have you on the show. It, you know, we, we just known each other for a few weeks, but uh, I am excited to get to know you further. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to be here and excited to, you know, have this conversation. Excellent. So let's dive in. What is your association with this great city of Long Beach? So I um, I moved to Long Beach in 20, the very beginning of 2016 from the East Coast. I was living in North Carolina at the time, and I decided that I wanted to uh, go back to school and become a, an acupuncturist. And there's a school out in um, Santa Monica that I ended up uh, enrolling in and just decided to go for it. So me and uh, me and my dog, Hugo, drove across the country and um, Long Beach was the first place that we could really find a, you know, a, a good spot that we can afford. We moved in with uh, a friend of mine that I was working with in um, in North Carolina and, uh, you know, I couldn't have landed in a better, better spot. So super fortunate it worked out that way. Whereabouts in Long Beach did you uh, end up at at that time? The first house I lived at was on um, 8th and Olive. 8th and Olive. Okay, that's right. Yeah, you did tell me that. That's uh, yep. near my my old high school, St. Anthony's, which is a block over on, I believe, 7th and Olive. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, we used to walk around the corner and uh, go to the church there and get um, tamales and everything on every Sunday when they'd be selling them out, out front. That's fun. tremendous. Well, talk about that journey a little bit from North Carolina to Southern California. Um, have you have you ever been to Southern California at that point? Or, I mean, what was your association with uh, Southern California at that point? Nothing really, um, other than I had taken a road trip with a friend of mine um, probably about a year before to come out and check out some schools and check out the area. So we had... Uh, I drove to Colorado. He was living in Colorado at the time and picked him up. And I uh, dropped my my dog off at a, uh, a friend's house at the time. And then we went down through New Mexico and Arizona and then down through San Diego and up. Um, yeah, up to Santa Monica. And I don't even think I I went through Long Beach at the time, maybe just a quick drive through. So I uh, I didn't really have too much connection at that moment. But then we kind of just cruised up through Big Sur and then headed on home. So it was kind of just uh, a random happening, I guess. So you must have fell in love with the Southern California climate, uh, you know, a year before uh, checking things out. It must have been something that was brewing in your head that you wanted to come west. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big, a big surfer and outdoor advocate so i mean the weather and all the activities uh was definitely an easy selling point for me 
have you always been into the into health and and, and fitness yeah yeah i mean i um i've always been into nutrition and um living a healthy lifestyle and being active um as far as like picking a a, a career path i when i was in undergrad i i studied um some wilderness kind of first responder medicine and some search and rescue type stuff and emt so that's kind of what got got me a little bit more interested in and my family has a um uh has a connection with with healthcare too so there was a lot of influence growing up but i didn't really um i guess have a, a strong pull towards the the western biomedical aspects of of medicine and then my my dad introduced me to um to a friend of his and acupuncture itself. And it was just something that was totally new to me and, a, you know, a much different perspective on how to view health and how you can uh, help. And I just thought it was the coolest thing. So I decided to look more into it. Go into, into that a little bit, Eastern medicine and, and what you've learned through that, that journey. Yeah. So the um, East Asian medicine, it's uh a much different perspective on health. There's um, different ways of looking at the body in forms of energy. And, you know, it's, I'm sure you may or may not have heard the term chi before, but that's kind of how it's um, described and how this, uh, this chi and this energy moves through your body and connects with different organs and balances things out and um maybe gets stuck maybe gets moving again that that's all kind of taken into account within this this theory and that's how we would um you know look for certain patterns and uh certain presentations and then pick the points accordingly to hopefully uh you know start the healing process and that's done with acupuncture can be done with herbal formulas um there's things called like gua sha or which is like a scraping technique. And then there's cupping, which I think a lot of people are really um, familiar with now. Um, and then meditation and kind of, um, you know, just keeping the mind and the emotions uh, balanced and steady is another, you know, strong aspect of it as well because of how, how much stress plays into your life and your health. Yeah. And I'm always fascinated with that because I love how, you're using uh, natural remedies to uh, fix the body. And I think that is, is tremendous and not to backslash uh, Western medicine, because there's some, some good benefits of Western medicine too. And I think that there's, there's a way you can blend the two together in a, in a good, good way. But uh, talk about a little bit about uh, meditation on how that, that affects the body and, and the mind and, and keeps you present. Sure. Yeah. I mean, regular meditation, you know, it can help kind of regulate your central nervous system, your autonomic nervous system. And that's one of the the aspects that can kind of throw you into that fight or flight sensation and response. So if you can kind of practice being less reactive to just your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions, that can also translate into the real world as well, which, um, you know, will help help reduce your stress and, you know, stress can make any type of pain or disease you have even worse um, just because of the constriction and kind of tightness, tightness it puts your body in. So um, that's one, one kind of technique that you can 
tackle that with? If somebody's new to meditation um, and doesn't really understand it, uh -huh. uh, what what simple practices can they do to uh, get more involved in doing meditation? Um, well, I'd say first and foremost, you know, you don't have to sit down for an hour and just breathe and do nothing. It can be a simple, it can be as simple as one minute as just concentrated breathing or focusing on certain sensations in your body or just listening to uh, sounds that are around you, um, trying to be completely present and just, you know, being aware of what's happening right then. I would imagine, uh, kind of switching a little bit, switching gears a little bit, I would imagine that diet plays a big part in, in your practice and when you when you talk to clients and such. Um, and, you know, diet, especially in, in the United States, is, is a tough thing. You know, there's different ways that people talk about dieting. But um, is there, uh, you know, some ways that we can gradually change the way we, di the way we diet, the way we eat food, where we don't feel like, you know, we're constantly hungry or, or, or depriving ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's tough because there's so many outside influences being sold to us of the best new this or that, or the best new diet. But I think just keeping it simple and, um, you know, just everything in moderation, the best that you can, including moderation itself at times, I guess. But I like to just, um, you know, eat mostly plants clean proteins like fish and chicken. Um, and that's kind of what I live by. Is there something that uh, we we should, you know, really look at cutting out of our diets that, that, that might be hurting our body? More oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, processed foods, processed sugars, you know, I mean, if, if you can stay away from most things in a box or a package, you're, you're on the right road. Yeah, you know that's that's tough for, for 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 me a little bit. I try to eat fairly healthy, but um, being a, a a single a person, it's it's sometimes hard uh, to want to cook just for myself. So you know, it's easy to go to the grocery store and pick up something that's a little processed because it's because of that easy factor. Are there are there some foods or some some uh, preparations that that I can look for in the store that can make it easier for me because I, I, you know, I like to make it as easy as possible, especially during the week, you know, after a long day, I don't really want to get in the kitchen and, and cook. I just want, want something quick, but that, but that same token, I, I don't want to be eating everything that, that is unhealthy for me. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I've really been into lately, you know, doing like a crock pot type of meal and, you know, you have it cooking all day and you're, you're ready to go when you get home. And then you could eat that for the next day or two, or, you know, there's lots of, um, you know, like one pan type recipes out there that you can kind of throw everything on it and cook it that way. And then maybe split it up for, for a few days. So that's, that's a good, good start, I think. Yeah, I, I think, I think so too. Cause, uh, it's, it's, it's intimidating, right? I mean, and what about, what about, uh, liquids? I mean, everybody tells me that like anything but water seems like it's unhealthy nowadays. So is that the case? Is there other things like I, I have something that I drink all the time that does zero calories. I love, um, unsweetened iced tea. I, I, I enjoy it a lot. I don't mm -hmm. need any sugar. I don't need even lemon. I just love the taste of unsweetened iced tea. 
Now I see that it doesn't have any, you know, it has zero stuff, but it does have caffeine in it. Um, is there other uh, drinks that, that, that you can think of outside of water that, that, you know, is fairly healthy for us to, to consume? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with tea. There's nothing wrong with coffees. Um, you know, I, I'd say, and even, I mean, fruit juices are great. You know, sometimes you have to be careful with that because there can be a lot of sugar in there, um, along with the smoothies. Um, but I mean, really, if you can stay away from the, from like the processed sugars, again, the corn syrups, like the high fructose corn syrups, the different artificial sweeteners, um, those can be, can be pretty rough on the body. So, I mean, you know, again, you have to kind of just take everything in moderation. You shouldn't never have a soda if that's what you enjoy, but that should definitely not be your, your day-to-day -day beverage either. Um, so, I mean, those are, those are my thoughts on that, but yeah, I mean, the artificial sweeteners are, are definitely something to stay away from. And another uh, concept that, you know, especially the American way is alcohol. You know, a lot of us like to consume alcohol, like, like, you know, after uh, a hard day at work, we like to have a beer or some wine or, or, or something of that nature. And obviously I know that, that um, alcohol does not have very much to, to any uh, health benefits towards you. But if, if you were out with a, a friend um, and you were socially drinking, is there a, a drink that maybe you, you should kind of go to um, as opposed to maybe um, a drink that may be a little bit worse for you? Um, I don't know if I can really speak towards that. You know, I mean, I guess if you were looking towards, uh, you know, calories really at that point, you know, something that's a sugary, fruity drink will definitely probably not be as, as maybe quote unquote healthy as something that is just, uh, just the spirit. Okay. So, you know, basically stay, so, so it's kind of st same rule. So, like, you know, like if you're drinking soda pop with your, with your alcohol, obviously that's going to be worse than if you're just drinking, I don't know, a, uh, soda water with, with your, your alcohol or whatever. It, sure. It yeah. Be a little bit better. Obviously all of it's not good for you. Um, and I'm not contoning drinking, but I know that we're here in the United States and, and a lot of us like to have a good cocktail now and then, but we also want to think about, um, you know, not, not overdoing it, especially if we are drinking and then, you know, the next day, you know, feeling, feeling the effects of it. And, and I, I, I would, I would, I would assume that the more sugar you consume and the more dehydrated you are, the worse you're going to feel the next day. So if you're drinking those, those, those high sugar, high soda drinks that are dehydrating you even more, you're going to feel, yep. you're going to feel the effects of it even worse the next day. Definitely. I would imagine. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. Yeah. So let's talk about your practice here in Long Beach. Uh, talk about how you got that up and running after you went to school and such. So the, I guess I'll start from the, the beginning, but, um, you know, I, I started grad school in 2016. I graduated at the end of, uh, 2019, right into the, uh, the pandemic time. So, during that time, I, I kind of lucked out a little bit because I was able to study a little bit extra for uh, the licensing exam and then got that out of the way and then tried to uh, open my practice and open a few different to try and get it going in a few different places. But the first spot I went to was in Huntington Beach, and that really wasn't happening. 
Um, then I uh, worked in Newport Beach for a little while, and that wasn't working out either. Um, and I worked in Wilmington for some some amount of time, but um, it was kind of working out, but it, it just wasn't the fit for me. And then now the uh, practice that I currently work at, um, it's called Simple Health Wellness, and it is in uh, the Bigsby Knowles neighborhood of Long Beach. Um, and it's not my it's not my practice. Uh, I am I am contracted there, but um, they do let me, you know, see patients and kind of build my my own little practice within, um, so to speak. So, I mean, they've they've really created a, an environment to uh, to su- succeed within and give me plenty of um, space to kind of try different ideas and um, and experiment and expand and and help if you know if and how I can. So during that time where you're going to school and you had the pandemic and, you know, you're working in Huntington Beach, Newport Beach, and things weren't working out. Um, how were you paying the bills? What were you doing to, to, to keep your head above water? Uh, so I was also serving and bartending at uh, the socialist actually down on okay. 4th street. Okay. Yep. So you do know, you do have some expertise in what drinks to make and such. I do. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I, I do have a background in a, a pretty strong background in food and beverage. I I uh, studied recreation management and hospitality as an as an undergrad and did all kinds of different jobs within that um, that field. Um, and one of which, probably being the longest, is within the the food and beverage industry. So every everything from cooking to to serving to bartending, um, yeah, kind of everything in between. So you learned a lot about uh, customer service, that um, is is what I'm I'm thinking, and definitely, mm-hmm. you, you know, when you're in that industry, because I was in the food uh, industry as well, you have a a, a higher uh, respect for uh, the staff that that serves you. I, I think I do, um, because it's 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 not an easy job, especially you talking about bartending, um, you know, multitasking making sure the drinks are, are, are done properly while, while entertaining the, the, the clientele in front of you. Um, and, and, you know, and, it, and it's hard sometimes, like when you're having a, a rough day of things, right. And you, you know, you kind of have to leave it uh, aside if you want to make, you know, good tips, you know, so you, sometimes you're having a rough go of it and then you kind of just have to put that to the side and, and, and do your job. So, I have a lot of respect for for that that field because I I really feel they they earn they earn their money there. Um, I, I think um, definitely yeah. You can speak to it at even a higher level being a bartender. Yeah, I feel the same way as you. Yeah, yeah. So um, now now that you're you know building a practice within it, now is that all you're doing then? Are you did you or are you are you still pulling shifts at the socialist? Nope, nope, nope. It's a uh, full acupuncture now. Yep. Right. And, and wh- where do you see the future for, for Mike? Where, where, where does that look like? Is it, uh, you know, branching out in your own practice or, or what does it look like? Um, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I'm, I'm really happy where I'm at now. And there's, you know, really no, no limit at this point to, to where I can go within where I'm at. So I'm kind of just happy, happy being here and kind of seeing where it, where it takes me. Awesome. Awesome. And then, what what type of uh, clients do you work with? So we see 
a very wide range of clients. We see a lot of, uh, a lot of pain management. There's, um, there's fertility, there's kind of mental, emotional, psychological type of patients. Um, there's just the kind of internal disease, you know, gastrointestinal type stuff. Um, yeah, I'd say that's, that's a good chunk of them. Cos, uh, cosmetic acupuncture. We also offer cosmetic acu acupuncture there. There's chiropractic, there's massage therapy, stretch therapy. So we've got a good, a good, uh, list of options. I'm sure you've seen some um, inspiring stories coming through through your doors there. I'm sure I'm sure there's been people that that probably had a rough go walking because of, of probably their back, and mm -hmm. and with your with your guys' services, it's probably changed their life for the better. Do you have any stories that stand out in your mind? Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's quite a few um, you know pain stories where someone may have a pinched nerve in their neck and. Um, you know, they haven't been able to feel their arm for six months or something, or there's just always a, a constant kind of pain going through it. And then kind of once you can release those muscles and kind of get the the nerve freed to some degree, um, you know, it just not having that constant pain can be life changing. Is, is there a lot of uh, uh, stretching practices that, that, that you preach to your clients? I would imagine there is. Um to be more flexible in, in, in ways or, or how does that work? Cause I'm sure there's work outside of the, outside of your shop that they, they have to do while, while getting treatment, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, there's some simple exercise routines I'll recommend. Um, also I'll, I, I usually recommend them to go over and, uh, work out with the stretch ther therapist that we have at the, the clinic as well. Cause they have much more knowledge than myself, but, yeah, I mean, um, I, I try to uh, remind my patients about posture and getting up and moving, you know, a couple times a day if they're if they're at work, kind of more in a, a sedentary type of situation, um, just so you don't get stuck like that. And, um, you know, eventually your muscles get tightened and contracted. And, you know, that's where things start to go a little haywire at times. Yeah, a doctor once told me flexibility helps prevent injury. And, and I and I I think a lot of people agree with that. And you look at people, you know, that go to a, a traditional gym, whether it be 20 or four hour fitness, LA fitness. And I've noticed, you know, I've gone to many of those gyms. Uh, and I noticed that like a lot of people, when they go in there, there's no stretching. They kind of just go into their, their workout. And, um, I, and I don't know, maybe you can speak to it. Is it, There's probably some disservice of, of not properly stretching before you start into uh, lifting weights, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely important to have somewhat of a, a warm up and kind of cool down routine. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll really help yourself out in the long run if you do that. And just kind of the whole recovery process will be much easier and you'll be able to, you know, do again and again what you love. Talk about the uh, recovery process. What do you mean by that? Um, you know, like like you were saying, like stretching beforehand, stretching mm -hmm. after, drinking lots of water, um, just just kind of stuff like that. Yeah. You know, maybe if you were running, you know, you could walk for five minutes and then do some stretching right afterwards to kind of cool down and let the body kind of rebalance out instead of just, you know, running for 10 miles and then, you know, closing up shop and stopping. Yeah. Yeah. Um... You know, and as you get older, uh, you know, it's more and more important to, to to stretch because I remember, 
you know, playing high school baseball. And, uh, you know, I would just get loose in like mo moments, right? I'd be fine. I could sprint and nothing would happen. And I remember um, a few years back playing uh, softball and, uh, and I sprinted and, and, you know, I pulled the muscle and I'm like, I never did this when I was playing high school ball. So I think it goes back to that, to the point we're making about it, it's, you know, as, as you get older, it's even more important to stretch and, and get your muscles uh, ready for whatever you're trying to do. And um, having, like you said, a cool down routine, I think it's, it's important too, where, you know, you just don't go in your car and, and you drive away. Cause then, you know, I, I feel like that causes cramps and, and, I, and it, like you said, it, it hurts the recovery process if, if you don't, uh, to have some sort of cool down as well, wouldn't you say? Yeah. 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 For sure. And I mean, that's the tough one to, to kind of fit in afterwards. You know, it's tough for myself included. You know, I could be better at that with a better cool down routine. But um, yeah, I mean, it's important to have a little something on both ends of your your main workout or or activity. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you know, you've been in Long Beach for a few years now and you working at the socialist. I'm, I, I would imagine, you know, some good, good places uh, to eat. Uh, can you uh, recommend a few places you like to go to when you're uh, out and about? Uh, um, well, I think we like hitting up the different uh, taco trucks around town. Um, I like going to, to Pancho's Tacos on Anaheim and um, Magnolia, Magnolia over that way. I well, know I, I, I know. I know of a Poncho's on PCH, um, okay. but I haven't been to the one on Anaheim and Magnolia. Huh. Yeah, they have a truck that's stationed there sometimes. Okay. Um, so we'll go over and get some. Uh, they've got really good Al Pastor. Um, my fiance is Thai, so we eat quite a bit of Thai food. Um, so Long Long Beach Thai is probably one of our one of our fa favorite spots to to stop at. Um, you know, I, I do really enjoy eating at the socialist too. Um, let's see. Little Have you tried Manau? I'm sorry. Have you tried Manau on uh, a broad? Oh yeah. Manau. Manau is super good. Yeah. I like yeah. Manau. So they've got really good lunch specials. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you talked about uh, taco trucks. Uh, my, my absolute favorite is on Clark and Atherton. And you talk about good pastor that their pastor is excellent. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're lucky to have so many good taco trucks around here and just little stands that pop up everywhere. Yeah. So are you in the downtown Long Beach area now or? Uh, we live in um, Alamitos Beach, so kind of down by Bigsby Park. OK, so you're not too far from where you started. <laughs> no. Yeah, I've pretty much been within this area for the past seven years, either either downtown. We lived on. um like sixth and Linden for a couple of years. Um, and then kind of back around where we're at now, kind of bouncing between the blocks to different, um, different apartments. Absolutely. And where do you see the future of Long Beach and you being in the future of Long Beach? I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, I, I love, I love the city. I don't see us really moving anytime soon. Um, and I, you know, like I was saying before, I really enjoy the practice that I'm working at and the people that I work with. So for the time being, we're going to stay put. There's a, there's a great, uh, a breakfast spot, uh, by, by your work in Bixby Knowles that I, that I love. And you probably heard of it is bacon broil. 
Oh yeah. Yep. I knew you were going to say that before, before you <laughs> said anything. Yeah, yeah. I actually got a couple pieces of cake from there the other night. Speaking oh, right of on. <laughs> yeah, that, as, yeah. As, that's awesome. Is there any, um, I know we talked about, you know, the good, good food to eat, but that what about, uh, help, uh, you know, like a healthier spot to eat? Cause I'm sure you know about those. Is there some healthy spots that that you would recommend for people that are trying, you know, when they go out and about, they, you know, they don't want to overindulge, but they still want the yeah. social aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think, but honestly, my fiance would probably know, know better than me. All oh, right. Huh? <laughs> yeah. She's, she's the, uh, she's the restaurant connoisseur of, of Long Beach. She's always checking out new spots and, and looking for places to go to. So I don't really have a, uh, a great recommendation off the top of my head right now. I don't know, maybe pokey. If if people like pokey, that's that seem to me seems to be a really healthy choice. You get some fresh fish in there, you get the seaweed salads, the different, you know, vegetables and stuff. I think that's a good clean option. Yeah, uh the the one that I go to is on um Spring in Palo Verde near near the I believe it's the uh the dollar I think it's the dollar tree. Okay. There's the there's a straw hat in there. There's a uh there's a Starbucks in the front there. It's Wells Fargo. Okay. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that uh, part of town. I know that's on the other side of town, but yeah, not. I have a friend that lives up off of the Palos Verdes exit, but I'm not a um a hundred percent familiar with that area. Okay. Is there a pokey spot in the downtown area that you like to frequent? Uh, one that comes to mind is uh I think it's called Pokey Cat. Okay. I think it's either down off of um, Ocean. There's another one that's kind of downtown that's off of First Street. I can't really remember the name, though. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's funny is uh, um, downtown, like when I was uh, growing up at, you know, going to St. Anthony's, the downtown area wasn't the best uh, of areas at the time. You know, I I grew up uh, going to school in the mid to late 90s, graduated in 99. And uh, from high school, and uh, and I had to take at the time they didn't have a, a school bus, so I had to take a city bus to to school and and such. And uh, and I've seen such a renaissance uh, with the, with the downtown area. Uh, went went to a birthday party um, in the downtown area. We hit up uh, Portuguese Ben and some other great spots. Mm-hmm. And you know it's kind of fun to walk down that that corridor there. Uh, because it wasn't like that when I was uh, uh, when I was going to high school. Matter of fact, I think there was an actual mall there that you know I might have frequented once or twice, but it wasn't mm-hmm. the best of, of of places to go, especially if you were by yourself. So it's 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 actually uh, there's actually a great renaissance of of that area. And very proud of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's from what I've heard from yeah people like yourself telling me it's definitely taking a turn for the better. Absolutely. Well, is there anything you want to leave our are there our audience with some uh, some words of wisdom or or some practices or or you know where they can find you if they want they want to work with you? Yeah, I mean, I guess um, you know, don't don't be afraid to try you know something that's unfamiliar like like acupuncture. I mean, people think needles and it's an automatic kind of put off, but it's it's really not you know, anything close to like a hypodermic needle or something you'd be uh, getting a shot or having blood drawn with, you know, it's a totally different 
sensation. And I mean, it's, it's health and wellness with, um, you know, that's fun and that's relaxing and you feel, you feel better after it. And in my opinion, I mean, at least that's what I'm trying to, (laughs) trying to happen. But I mean, you know, I know that some type of, uh, health environments and atmospheres, it's super, um, kind of stress inducing, you know, like can be really kind of nerve wracking to go to the doctor's office, but this isn't really that once you've been introduced to it and kind of understand what, what it's actually like. Um, and I mean, it, it can be a great option when you think there are no other options for yourself. So I'd say just give it a chance. If you ever have any questions, you know, you can call the, call the simple health wellness clinic and ask for me and I'd love to talk more about it. Um, you can go onto the inner onto the uh, our our website. I think it's simplehealthlb.com and um, contact us through there. We take all different kinds of insurance, um, medical included. Medical actually gives uh, all their um, patients two acupuncture visits per month with zero copay. So I mean, I think that's a pretty pretty awesome deal. Um, so I would definitely you know at least give it a try if you, if you have the chance. Um, yeah. Well, I agree. You said something there that was pretty poignant where you said like, if, if you're, you know, going into Western medicine and and the doctor's telling you that there's no hope that you're going to have this pain the rest of your lives, why not try it? You know, why would you want to live with that pain? If there is an alternative way, why not give it a try? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's, it's definitely different for everyone. It works for some, you know, it doesn't work for others, but you know, it's definitely worth a shot. You know, there's really nothing to lose. Yeah. And I think that if you keep it more of an open mind and and lean into it, I I would imagine that you would get more out of it. Wouldn't you say? Of course, hundred percent. Great. Well, Mike, it's been awesome uh, getting to know you even at a higher level. I know that our cross will pass a lot going forward. Uh, I really appreciate uh, the knowledge that you shared with our audience and uh, we'll be talking to you uh, soon. Perfect. Yeah, this was, this was great. I really appreciate the opportunity to, uh, to chat today with you, Paul. Great. Well, it's been a long beach thing. See you next time. Thank you for tuning into It's a Long Beach Thing. Please tune in next time for another great episode. Thank you and have a good rest of your day.